All right, welcome to the crew show, everybody. After 49er football, we're here at Levi's. It's fire up the band. Not a great night for the Niners. Five picks. Five. Count them. One, two, three, four. Four for Brock Purdy. One for Sam Darnold. 49ers had a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. Uh, the, you know, really not a good performance. The Ravens look good. Kyle Hamilton looked great. Um, and we come to you after, after the ball game, um, myself and Kev here at Levi's and we've invited the whole crew, but it is Christmas night and I'm not sure how many people, how many of them will be able to jump in with us tonight. They're all invited, uh, invited baller and Danny and Rye and, and, uh, um, Damon and, probably should invite jd as well but man kev just an ugly game overall i mean uh any way you slice this one it was just ugly 49ers had their chances i mean it wasn't like this game was over at halftime they had their chances throughout but um you turn the ball over five times you wind up with 100 plus yards and penalties and it's just hard to win games like that um it's as simple as that and you know, Purdy had the misread of the coverage on the first one, but um, man, the, the other picks, tip passes. Uh, the second one was a, you know, cornerback made a nice play on the ball. The third one, there was a penalty um, on a chop block, but Brock didn't see the penalty, so there was nothing to be gained on that play. Probably should have thrown it into the ground. Instead, he's scrambling. He's trying to make a play. The fourth one. He got hit when he threw and um, hit on the side, and the ball came out inaccurate, went right to the Ravens. And credit Lamar. Lamar had a couple of amazing plays. He had a run that was absolutely phenomenal that he rumbled all the way down to the 10-yard line. So just overall, just a, a bad loss for the 49ers. That, you know, they're still very much in the driver's seat if they can win next week in Washington, and then they've got the Rams in week 18, I thought Javon Hargrave played a hell of a game. Uh, there were some positives in this game, but overall, they just it was just a just an uncomfortable game to watch. You never really felt comfortable that they were going to make the plays necessary to get the win. And once again, I mean, the 49ers, it just seems like when they get involved in these games that, you know, people call them grimy type games. Uh, I call them kind of like a 50, you know, these 50, 50 games where there's a lot of adversity and you need to persevere. You know, they, they really just can't, Um, you know, they just, I don't know if it's something that we should be concerned about going forward, but you know, Brock Purdy at four picks, but I mean, that, and obviously that's going to be the headline. Um, But overall, I just felt like, you know, if you look at the, the game, it was a sloppy game. Uh, the Ravens were the more physical team. Um, you know, they came out. They, the Ravens were sharp. I mean, it, it wasn't. It, and it wasn't like the Ravens were that awesome. I mean, the Ravens were only le- leading what sixteen twelve or whatever it was at halftime. It wasn't an overwhelming performance by any stretch. But um, and the box score is a little deceiving. Um, the Niners ran for six seven a carry. The Ravens ran for three nine a carry. But, I mean, the, th- the two areas that really stand out, five turnovers, 10 penalties for over 100 yards, 
you make 10 penalties and you turn it over five times and you're minus five on the turnover table at the end of the day, you're not winning. You're just not winning in the NFL against bad teams. You're not winning and you're certainly not beating good teams. So we welcome in Dan coach Emilio. Merry Christmas, Danny. Good to see you. Hey, you too. Merry Christmas guys. Yeah. And, and, and we've had a great day today. Uh, had a great, great Christmas morning with the family and have got, got a chance to, uh, be my engineer for the 95-7 the game pregame show with the great Lo Neal from the oh, Santa cool. Clara Hilton. I uh, had a chance to spend the day with him today, so that was kind of cool. But overall, just a, a dog meat game from the Niners. Kev, do you want to jump in first? What do you what'd you think? This is your first yeah. uh, trip to Levi's uh, for, on the media level. What would you think of the uh, afternoon? And What'd you think of the uh, of the performance from the 49ers? Yeah, I think we're I think we're echoing. That's why it's muting. But uh, oh wait, you got to change a little, it. A little bit of an echo. There we go. There we go. Oh, we're good. We're good now. Can you hear so me? You, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games that didn't go their way. You know, Brock Purdy throws five or four picks. Three of them. I didn't really think were his fault 100%, you know? And if you're looking at this game, they didn't get outgained on the run. They didn't get outgained in the pass. They just, they just, the turnovers killed them. It was, it, they were backbreaking. And, um, you know, it's the ball just didn't bounce their direction tonight. And, you know, the, going into the first half, at the end of the first half, the Niners were destroying them on paper in terms of average yards per play. But Baltimore getting the ball, you know, inside the red zone is a, it's a, that's a backbreaker. And that was, that's really the story of the game. And then they came out in the second half and played a little bit better. And that, that was, that was the game. Danny, what did you think? I mean, overall it was, uh, you know, it, this is one of those, like the box score doesn't tell the story. You know what I mean? It was like, if you saw, if you just read the box score and you're trying to make heads or tails of this game, the box score is, you know, it doesn't, doesn't look, uh, doesn't reflect the way this game looked on the field. What did you think watching it on the tube? Yeah, I think the turnovers, the especially the second half, to start the second half, they got two touchdowns in the first, what, in 18 seconds. Um, and then just, you know, like you said, the nature of the turnovers, really the first interception was the only one that really Brock misread. The second one, you know, was uh, tipped up at the – by the at the line of scrimmage and batted up in the air and caught and then the I think there was another one where ricocheted off of the receiver's chest and and then uh, the fourth one was the uh, he got his arm hit in uh, as he was throwing it and, and it had the ball kind of made it change directions um, and, and then the defense tonight really you know Lamar was the difference they weren't able to contain him. And uh, him being that elusive, escaping the pocket and then hitting guys on – guys were catching the ball on the run. Um, and it was just – wasn't their best performance. What this showed me tonight, what the 49ers desperately need is that buy. Because they are – I think this is a long season. Tonight was game number 15. Um, they've got to get that bomb. You, you know, they they got to, you know, find a way 
you know, Washington, they should be able to beat Washington. But the injuries tonight, wow, how many guys went down, Larry? I mean, the whole offensive line, it seems like, went down. Well, yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> Trent went out. Jalen Moore went out. Um, you know, I mean, it's at one point, left to right, you had McKivitz at left tackle, Ben Barch at left guard, um, Brendel at center. You had uh, Feliciano at right guard. And then you had um, Burford at right tackle. Burford at right tackle. And then Burford just seemed overwhelmed almost at yeah. right tackle. They're going to have to I, – I, I heard they they said they released somebody from the line today uh, to make room. Matt Pryor. Pryor, yeah. yeah Matt They're Pryor got released. Probably coming back. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that – what is Trent's just – they said it was a growing injury. Uh, that's probably a week-to-week thing, I imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. Kyle talked about it in the post game. He said that um, Banks has a turf toe, which is bad. Trent's got a groin. Jalen Moore had a concussion. So those three guys went out with injuries. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, I just it just felt like the whole team struggled badly in that third quarter. My God, I mean, the game the game was totally within in in their grasp in the first half or even at the half. I mean, you look at that at halftime. I mean, it's yeah. 16 to 12, right? It's 16 to 12 at halftime. They're minus three in turnovers. They're averaging the 49ers are averaging almost eight yards a carry. Um, so it's like, you know, they, it, you know, they Baltimore was only averaging about two and a half yards a carry on the ground in the first half, but the three turnovers were real backbreakers. But even so it's only 16, 12, but then in the third quarter, they just came unglued. They go three and out. Um, then they, there's a penalty on the, on the punt. Then there's a penalty, uh, for a late hit on the return. So Baltimore gets great field position. They're right. at the 44 and then Jackson to me, the, the backbreaker play in the third quarter was when Jackson went to Gus Edwards for 41 yards on the first play after the Niners went three and out. And all of a sudden it's like the Ravens are first and goal on the five. And then eventually they, you know, they um, Jackson had a six-yard touchdown pass to Aguilar, uh, you know, to cap a three-play drive and make it, what, 23-12. They just didn't look back from there. I mean, that was a bad sequence. So the Niners go three and out. Then Jackson finds Edwards for 41. They score quickly. Then Purdy throws another interception um, on, a, on a ball to that – where he was hit by Travis Jones and Patrick Queen makes the pick. So that's his fourth interception. Then it looked like Trent Williams, Danny, uh, popped out the ball from Queen. Right. And the next thing, you know, they're like ruled down by contact by the refs. Was he actually down by contact when you watched the. You know, replay? it was so close. It looked like the ball was starting to come out. And then as he went down, uh, I don't know if he had it. The ball was still in his possession, but Trent easily pulled it out because it was starting to slip out on, on the side. As he was down, it was it didn't look like he had it really a firm grip on it. And as he was falling, it looked like Trent was starting to maybe take it out. And so he was kind of down, but there was no real concrete uh, video of the ball being really that loose. And so it was hard to tell. Uh, it could have went either way, really. It was 
to me, it was a 50, 50 call. Um, you know, it, it, it was a very bizarre game. It really was. I mean, are there, here's the question I would have. Did you, is this a bad night for the Niners or is this a, an example that maybe the AFC is way better than the NFC and that maybe we haven't been talking about that enough. I mean, look at the way this season has gone for the Niners. They lost to Cleveland. They lost to Cincinnati. They got outclassed by Cincinnati. Um, and then tonight they, they get beat by the, by the Ravens. I mean, is it possible that maybe the, the best teams in the AFC are better than the best teams in the NFC? I, I don't think I, I don't see it though. I think Baltimore is, you know, clearly right now the best team and they looked really good and they didn't turn the ball over. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. This, what this reminds me of is uh, reminds me of an SEC championship between Georgia and Alabama. And then they're going to meet again. <laughs> I think the two meet in the Super Bowl again. And I, I think it could be a different tune. I think the Niners, uh, they just didn't look prepared to uh, face the, the schemes of, of Baltimore's defense. Even that last play, I know the game was you know, pretty much out of hand, but fourth and one or third and one at the one yard line when when Darnold took the sack I mean, you got McCaffrey back there with 21 touchdowns so if you don't make it you use a little bit more time you still have three timeouts get up and line up again but to take that sack um, I think they should have just tried to find a, a play that worked to McCaffrey with you know going over you know, the problem is, is their line was depleted. You had Banks out, you had Williams out, and I know that they probably felt like they couldn't run the ball that well, but I don't know. I would have either done something with brought in Mason and McCaffrey, two backs. Just that's your best shot, I felt like. And, um, you know, who knows what would have happened. They would have to one score and held them with three timeouts left. They might have been up, but I just think – this was a game that the Niners didn't look as prepared as they should have been. And uh, I'm almost wondering, you know, with Philadelphia losing last sun Sunday night or Monday night against uh, uh, the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles losing to Seattle, if that didn't give the Niners some kind of like, oh, we got a little cushion or something. I don't know. They just didn't look up for a big game like tonight. It was. Yeah, I mean, the, those interceptions were just backbreakers. But back to your question, I mean, Browns and Ravens are the two best defensive defenses they faces they faced yeah. this year, and they've struggled against both. Um, I mean, the interceptions, you could say, didn't go their way, but, you know, they had interceptions against the Browns. It, 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 it's, it's a pattern, you know? And uh, I think that they're, towards the end of the game when they needed it most, the pressure was just there for the Ravens all, all afternoon. Um and, you know, the offensive line injuries don't help, but that's been a problem with the Niners all season long, and it definitely didn't help him when he needed it most. Um, how much do you blame Shanahan? A lot of people in the chat here are blaming Shanahan. How much uh, blame does Shanahan deserve for this one? I mean, he's the head coach. Um, it's, it just seems so easy to blame Shanahan. 
you know, I, I don't know. It was it was a bad game all the way around. Just really was a bad game all the way around. Um, the 49ers look like they got out hit. Purdy obviously, you know, um, you know, sped up at times. Um, a really rough game for him. But then it just seemed like, you know, tip balls and and it seems like every time the ball popped into the air, there's all kinds of ravens standing right there uh to make plays. But how much of this do you put on Shanahan? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think, I mean, you got to give credit to Baltimore too. I mean, Harbaugh is a great coach. Um, is Baltimore is, just a better team? There is something to be said about doing Christmas on the road versus being at home because you're at home, you get up in the morning, you got kids, whatever you're, you know, you're, you're enjoying Christmas while the you road team is like focus. Is that what you're saying? I think it's easy to lose focus when it's a Christmas Day game and you're at home. Look at the Chiefs; they lost today too. You, when you're on the road on they Christmas, look terrible man, today. Yeah, you're on the road at Christmas. It's kind of like, you know, you just out there to play football. Um, you're not celebrating much, you know, with family. Um, I think it's probably hard to have a Christmas night game. I think if you had a Christmas Day game, maybe it's a little, maybe a little different. I don't know. But I do think Baltimore just looked more physical. They look uh, better prepared. Um, it's one game, you know. Niners still. I look at this as like you're going to have games like this. You're, and as Kev said, they need to look back, go back at the film, and look what Cleveland and Baltimore. I mean, I'd go back and look at that. I'm sure they already did, but what the Rams were able to do against uh, Baltimore, put up 30 points on them. Um, you know, I, I just think the Niners, yeah. uh, those turnovers, they were in the game. It's just, when you turn it yeah. over, it, it, it kills you. It kills the momentum. People in the, people in the chat right now are saying, stop the excuses. I, I it's hard not what to excuses. Point. I mean, they got beat, they got beat. They played bad. I mean, well, well, who's making excuses? They yeah, played I don't bad. Hear any, I don't played hear bad. any excuses. Yeah. No, they deserve to lose that game. A hundred percent. I just think, and, and you Who's expect, an excuse you expect, I mean, you expect to lose that game. You can't lose the turnover battle by four and ever think that you're going to win a game. Everyone five. wasn't it? Wasn't it, it, was five? it five? Yeah, yeah. The, the pick at the end by Darnold. I yeah, think four by Purdy, one by Darnold. But they they had one turnover on the safety, so the the di- differential oh. was four. But yeah, f- four turnovers differential difference. That's you're never you're not supposed to win that game. Whatever the odds I don't are, think the safety even counts as a turnover. I think it does. Yeah, I'm not sure if away. it does or not. It said in the box score four to four zero, yeah. or five zero. Um, maybe. I mean, maybe. It just it, it, it whatever it is. I don't know what. I mean, is it possible the 49ers are not as good as we think? That that, that the end of this year is not going to be this rousing success that everybody's expecting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, think, I, don't, I don't know I, what to what I, to say I think about they this just one. Got to regroup this, and and figure a way to you know. I think they still have the inside track at the Super Bowl and the NFC. And if they face a team like Baltimore again, they just have to have a different type of game plan that will allow them to mix it. You know, you got to run the ball. They, they, they were able to run the ball, especially to the left side. Um, and if they can keep Baltimore off balance, I mean, imagine if Purdy's first interception, they were driving. If that is not a picked off, uh, 
They're up what? What what was the score at the time of that? Was it zero zero or is it two? Zero zero. Zero zero. That was the okay. first the first yeah, the first drive. The That's one right. in the end zone. First drive, yeah. So imagine if if they're able to get that score. Um or at least get a field goal out of that drive. Um so you know it turnovers change a game and that could happen. You could they could play again and Baltimore could turn it over four or five times and it would be just the opposite outcome. We can't. You're my, You're muted, Kev. You're muted, Kev. I was going to say. I think the the Niners were you know surprised by the passing game of Baltimore. They came into the game probably thinking run, 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 and they actually executed that pretty well. Gus Edwards only three four carry. Justice Hill two point six a carry. It was really Lamar Jackson in the passing game to Zay Flowers. I mean, Zay Flowers made a number of great catches, a number of great toe taps. He had a touchdown on on Verrett in the end zone. I mean, he, he's quick. He juked a guy. Um, that he he was a he was a game changer for Baltimore on that offense for sure. Uh, just looking at the box score, let's see. Zay Flowers caught what nine balls for seventy two yards and a touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Likely caught three for fifty six. I mean, none, none of their receivers really lit it up. I mean, I guess Zay Flowers a little bit. He had thirteen targets. He caught nine balls. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, overall, I mean, I would say it was just too many mistakes, too. I mean, 10 penalties, you know, 10 penalties. Is, it's hard to win with 10 penalties. It's also hard to win when you're minus five in turnovers. I mean, ultimately, they lost by two touchdowns. They just didn't look sharp. They just didn't look sharp. Is it because it was the Christmas holiday? Is it because they're fatigued? Is it because they've lost so many guys to injury and they're just not playing at that same level? Uh, they didn't have Eric Armstead today. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's in, you know, it's not excuses. We're just trying to wonder, you know, maybe Baltimore's just way better. I don't you know. Ba- I think Baltimore, Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore said they felt disrespected by yeah. being big underdogs in this game. You know, I think Baltimore, underdogs. it was definitely the better team tonight. I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it might be good to get punked a little bit. You know, they just didn't get beat. They got physically beat. And uh, I do think if, a, if the Niners were fully, healthy with, you know, their defensive line with Armstead. Um, I, I think w- Wilkes could have mixed up a little bit more uh, defensive schemes. I think that's, I think they played zone too much tonight and guys were open too much uh, with Lamar. I mean, I would have done more blitzing and done one-on-one coverage to try and, you know, uh, put some pressure on Lamar to get rid of it quicker. I mean, they I'll just, tell you the, the 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 play that I thought was the backbreaker. So, second quarter, Niners with their fifth possession, CMC scores on a nine-yard touchdown run, caps a six-play drive. Baltimore's up by one point. It's 13-12. Um, Baltimore gets the ball back at their own 25, and Hargrave has a great sack on first down at the 38. Then Hargrave deflects a ball on second and 15, but Ambry Thomas had got called for a defensive hold, so it was an automatic first down, and and uh, and the and the you know the drive continued. Then Jackson went to OBJ against against um, Charvarius Ward, and I and this was a weird situation. It was second and eight, I believe. Wilkes brought the blitz, but the coverage was super soft, and then and then just got rid of it. Um, nice little pitch and catch out to OBJ for the first down. 
So now they're at midfield. And um, uh, ultimately, they get to a third and 16 at the Niner 41. And, you know, the Niners had them right where they wanted them. And then what does Jackson do? He runs. Chase Young misses the sack in the backfield. And Lamar runs for 30 yards and a first down. And the next thing we look up, they're at first and 10 at the 10. Um, and, and Tucker kicks the field goal. Now they're still, it was still, you know, 16, 12 at the half, but the Niners, you know, got that score and it, and it looked like they were going to get a defensive stop and get the ball back. And then all of a sudden it's like they're, you know, Baltimore's not in field goal range. The Niners have just scored. It's a one point game. It's third and 16. And they let Lamar run for 30. Yeah. I thought that was the backbreaker right there because then they go up 16-12. Now it's only four points, but to me that was a backbreaker. That was like, are you guys going to be able to to contain Lamar? Um, I thought that was that was a you know as I mean obviously the third quarter was was you know a series of bad plays right, but that second quarter run by Lamar on third and long was like, you got to be kidding me. No, nobody could break bring this guy down, and and how embarrassing was was Chase Young on that non sack? I, I just I just thought that that was that was to me that second quarter Lamar run was just a freaking backbreaker. I don't know how, how everybody else felt about it, but just sitting here, I don't know what it looked like on TV, but sitting here in the uh, in the press box and, and thinking, okay, they're maybe going to get a stop. They're not in field goal range. They're going to punt it back to the Niners. Niners are going to get a, either a chance to do a little something before halftime and maybe take the lead. And instead you look up and you're like, oh, the Ravens are going to have the lead and the momentum. And it just, I don't know. And I'll say this too. It, it, are the Niners like the ultimate front runner? It just seems like when they get a lead, they look so confident and they look like they're just in total command. If they're, if the game is in any way, like a tough game back and forth, they just, they don't look like they've like, they're going to win it. None of these super close games. Do you ever feel really good about? I'm not mm. sure why. I'm not sure why you know that we've been talking about it for weeks now. Uh, the Niners don't win the grimy games. I mean, Fred Warner's talked about that. There were, this was likely to be kind of a grimy type game. I never felt like they were going to win. Did you guys ever feel like they were going to win this game? I I felt like at halftime, if they could come out in the third quarter and drive it down and score at least a field goal, that it was going to be, you know, a really a game down to the wire. And, you know, I never felt like, they were out of it until they really went down three scores is kind of when I said, well, not going to win. Even when they were down two scores, there was still time to go half, you know, halfway through the third. I thought, you know what, if they can get the offense going, but with guys just out of sync, it, it looked like, um, I don't know if the, what it looked like, you know, being at the game, but it, it just looked like the offensive line was being getting overwhelmed. That even when Purdy uh, was able to get throws off, it was like he was getting hit. 
you know, he was getting hit on every, everything and he was having to hurry. Several of his throws were throws I haven't seen. They weren't picks, but they were just like balls into the ground that were like six, eight yards away from the receiver. And I was like, what's going on? And it was just like everything was off, the timing. It looked like, you know, the 49ers offense is a timing offense. And and it he had he just wasn't in a rhythm at all. Well, you're right too. They they gave him no time to throw. Even early when he was getting the ball out, I mean, he was yeah. taking hits after he threw it. Um, it wasn't like you know the, the Ravens definitely put some put some pressure on him, but I just thought overall the Ravens were pretty aggressive, um, and, and on the defensive side of the ball and just looked, I don't know, they just looked really really good. Also seemed like they had more guys in coverage. I'm not sure if they cheated inside and he was going inside. Kev, what was your feeling watching it? I felt like at halftime they were due for some positive regression. I thought that you know the picks were were unlucky and that they were going to come back and actually play up to the stats what the stats were saying. But you, you're right; it got sloppier as the game went on, and I, I got I felt worse about the game as the game went on. There there was there was a few balls that bounced off defenders' hands that there could have been another pick. You know, oh, there, yeah. there was oh, no. there was. Could have been there was six sloppy, or seven picks. Yeah, no, there was some sloppy play out there towards the end. And, you know, it's – I think that's kind of why Kyle pulled pulled Brock out of it. He just said, it's just not – it's not today. It's not today. The yeah, line, I think hurt, They want to get him hurt. Just It just wasn't yeah, going their way a good today. move. He got that stinger again to his uh, – that he got last week against Arizona to the neck area, you know. And it was like – he was cleared to play, they said, on uh, the broadcast. But at that point, it was like, you know what? Give Darnold some time. He's got some mobility. He can throw the ball down the field. And you know what? I'll tell you that what I think is going to happen. I think this loss, even though it was a rough loss, I think it could do the Niners really good because it wasn't like they just lost a tough one. They got embarrassed. And um, they got beat up. And sometimes, you know, you get beat up and you you come back and say, okay, we got to be better. We got to, you know. There was three fights, right? Ali Frazier, <laughs> and they were all great fights. But you know, sometimes the match you, you fight again, and it's a different if it's a different outcome. I think that the, I, I do believe they will meet again in the Super Bowl, and I think the Niners. I think Purdy is going to be so. You think this? You off. think the Ravens are going to be the AFC team and coming out? Of, you think they're going to be the AFC uh, participant? If they if they get the home field advantage, yes. If they I mean, Miami, I, it's not going to be Kansas Miami, City. I'll tell you that. No, they're they're eliminated from the home getting a the number one seed, Kansas City. But next week, Miami plays Baltimore at Baltimore. That'll probably decide the one seed. If if Baltimore does what they did tonight and and manhandles Miami, it's going to be tough to beat Baltimore. Um, so. You know, I, that, I thought there was a, I thought there was another backbreaker play in this game, and it was on the first scoring drive from the Ravens where they had it third and ten from the ten, and they get the nine yard completion to likely get it up for fourth and one, and then they run it in on fourth and one to score the to score there. And oh, which play? Which uh, touchdown was that? First, the first Ravens touchdown. That yeah. one was a killer because because you had them in a field goal position, and then somehow right. you allow likely to get nine. I can't remember exactly what happened on the play, but it wasn't. It, that, that was a bad play. That was a bad yeah, play. even if they could have kept him about to the four yard line, uh, but getting it down as deep. Yeah, as it was they third did. and ten from the ten. Baltimore had called a timeout. 
Um, and they get to, they throw it to likely for nine and then, and then they go for it on fourth and one and Edwards goes in yeah. almost untouched. Right. It wasn't just that he went in, he went in yeah. easy. It was like yeah, uncontested. Greenlaw was, was coming up for the tackle and he was a little late on the read. Um, to, you know, the hole was wide open and Greenlaw was coming up, but he, he came up a little late. I, I, Here's the question for the audience. If you're driving around, if you're if you're checking us out in the post game, we're going to get to some supers right here. But um, aberration or an omen? Is this an aberration? And whatever you know, just teams have bad games, or is this a bad omen going forward? And I, you know, the whole I won't even address the whole you know. Grant Cohn suggested uh, quarterback controversy. There's no quarterback controversy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. There's no quarterback controversy. <laughs> but but um, but bad omen or just a bad day at the office? You know, is it a, is it a sign of what's to come, or is this just as we just said? You know, things started to kind of tumble away from them. For whatever reason, no excuses. You have good days, you have bad days. Heck, um, I watched I watched Kansas City in the first half against the Raiders. The Raiders scored two defensive touchdowns. You know, it just wasn't Kansas City's day. Right. You could see, and it hasn't been Kansas City's day for about a month. Um, but I mean, what side are you on here? Are you is this like, hey, you know what, just a bad day, or is this like, you know, the 49ers are really not who we think they are? They're not going for some big long, uh, you know, postseason run, and they got exposed. And you know, and that's the other thing that's kind of interesting is like, you know, when the Niners beat the Eagles, Nick Bosa came out and said, "Hey, look, you know, we showed the template of how to beat the Eagles." Did the Ravens kind of show the template of how to beat the 49ers? No, I, this is a bad operation. I, I, yeah. I don't want to be a homer here, but I'm going to be a homer here. You, you stop the Baltimore's number one DVO rushing atta- attack to 3.9 yards a carry. You, you know, you hold Lamar to 240, two touchdowns. I mean, you allow 33, but you only allowed 340 yards from scrimmage. You, 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 you yourself have over 340 yards uh, from scrimmage or around there. And, or 400, 420, I mean. And, Offensively, you're averaging 7.3 yards per pass, and you're running the ball well. Christian played well. I, it, it, the aberration is in the interceptions, and I, yeah. I know it's a quarterback thing. And I know saying that it wasn't his fault, or it, you know, he can own it. You know, everyone owns it in the stat category. But if you, I look mean, Shanahan, just so you know, said that the first one he just misread the coverage. There were yeah. other three he didn't feel as bad about. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how I, I would see it too. The first one, Cal Hamilton yeah. was right there. He didn't see him. Made a play, bad pick in the end zone, bad red zone pick. That might have been his first red zone pick of the year. And then the, the next three, it just it's just like you're sitting there going like, "What's happening? You know, what's happening in this game?" And I, I that's why I think this is a bad aberration, you know. Or yeah, how many times does the ball get deflected from the defensive lineman where it actually hangs up in the air and gets picked off? It usually it's rare. I mean, we see balls get batted down every game, and. So the fact that they got that picked off, you know, it, and then uh, the next one was off the guy's shoulder, another pick. I'll, I'll say this. Here's bad here's day. A, yeah, bad day. You can't, you and, can't and, give someone five extra possessions yeah, and expect right. to win a game. And, just, and, and a keep, 
person was missing from the game tonight that we don't even really give credit to when we think about it. Niners were the third receiver. Juwan Jennings was out, which throws off their a huge part of, of their offense because they had Snead in there uh, tonight. I mean, Jennings is not only a great blocker, he's the best blocking wide receiver they have, uh, but he's a third down guy they like to go to. Uh, I I don't think they win with Jennings in the game, but I think it does change the offense quite a bit. And for the people that are saying bad omen, why is it a bad omen? And and like why? How did Kyle choke? Like that that's the that's the things I don't understand right now. Yeah, well, if you're saying Kyle choke, don't just say Kyle choke. Tell me, tell us where. And if you think Brock's not good enough, I'll say this: it was like he was like his moment to show that he was the MVP of the league, and he showed that he wasn't. Um, so I mean that I'll go there, but I'm, I'm not going to sit there and try to make more of it. I think Danny's point, even though it sounds like an excuse, I think it's actually real life, which is you go on a road trip, you know, a business trip during the holidays, you're away from your family. You're, you're focused, you know, you're on a business trip. I'm sure the Ravens didn't bring their families with them. Right. They flew across country. They stayed in a hotel. Uh, they were focused. The Niners, you know, woke up and tried to do it all today, right? They probably probably tried to have to Christmas Eve last night, try to do Christmas morning today. I mean, I don't know, actually. Did the Niners stay? The Niners might have probably stay in a hotel, too. I don't know. But either way, it, it, I think it's a difficult thing to, to manage the whole holiday when you're at home. Um, let's thank our sponsors, by the way, uh, since we're, you know, we got almost a thousand people in the room here as we're rolling about 35 minutes into our live stream, we're brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Thanks to Damon and Mary, the owners of Pig and a Pickle, for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show. Check them out. They're open seven days a week in Emeryville and Corte Madera uh, from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue you're going to find in all of Northern California. We're also brought to you by New York-style Italian sausage, the only kind of Italian sausage that I eat is New York style Italian sausage. Danny, I made some stuffed mushrooms on um, Christmas Eve day that I brought to my sister's place with New York style Italian sausage Ooh, inside. Nice. Really good. Nice. Some chives, some garlic, some parsley, Ooh. some onions, some, oh, it was so good. So mm. good. Some panko breadcrumbs, some mask, mask, uh, mask, propone, mask, God, I can't even say it. Mask, mask, proponi. No, no. I can't even say it. Mask. I don't even know what you're trying to say. I don't know what you're trying to say. There's a kind of a cheese. And yes, I know all the cheeses. Um, and it's called mask, 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 propone, propone. Anyway, uh, it was part of the recipe. It was really, really good. Really, really good. Just take my word for it. Uh, check out New York style Italian sausage. And then, of course, we are also brought to you by Marin Auto Glass. If you're walking around San Francisco and somebody bashes in your windshield and you're like, ah, what do I do? What do I do? Go to MarinAutoGlass.com or give them a call. 415-883-3030. They'll come out. Uh, they'll, you just tell them the VIN number of the car, the make, the model, and that kind of thing. And they'll they'll bring your brand new windshield out. They will pop out the old one, glaze in the new one, sweep away the messy glass, and you're off and running, and it's very painless. So MarinAutoglass.com, and thanks to Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy as well for being sponsors of the Krug Show. Check them out. 
uh, check out that link in the description. Use the promo code Krug, K-R-U-E-G, and they'll match you up to your first $100. Thanks to our sponsors for sponsoring the Krug Show. And we got a brand new sponsor coming up in January that we'll tell you about just days from now. Very excited about that as well. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the stream. Let's go to the super chats. I should say, Joseph Ernberg says Brock and the defense got exposed. I mean, Brock had four picks. I don't know if he got exposed, but he had he got four picks. And if 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 there was any, if you were on the fence between MVP and not MVP, he's not the MVP. Not with that. Not with this kind of a game. Now, who would you give it to? I don't know. Who would you give the MVP to after watching tonight? Yeah, watch Lamar blow it next week. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought CMC improved his odds today. He had a, he had a drive where he was the whole drive. Yeah. Right. If you had a vote for the MVP right now, who would you who would you give it to? That's why I was hoping they just give it to CMC again with two minutes left down at the one yard line. I mean, how many times does he get? Can you stop him? I I, I don't I don't know. I think he I think he could have got it in there. Uh, go ahead Kev. I was going to say Purdy still threw for 255 um, 255 yards through what three quarters or what, how, when did he get injured early fourth yeah early fourth yeah, you know so, he looked bad all night though he, I mean he made yeah. he made a number of plays but I mean it was like the defense of the Ravens was a little too fast for him they had they, they broke on the ball a little bit too much um, they, they, you know, they got their hands on a lot of footballs. I mean, yeah, th- there were balls tipped into the air, but man, he's trying to fit it into tight windows <laughs> and those windows were tight and they were closing and, um, he didn't read the coverage on the first one. Wasn't a good performance from Brock. I mean, I'm, there's, I mean, there's no way around it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was a good performance when it wasn't. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I would vote for him for the MVP right now after that performance. I mean, it's national TV. It's one of the biggest games of the year. He threw four picks. There's no way he could get the MVP after this performance tonight. But I just don't know who I'd give it to. I wouldn't give it to Prescott. No. Like, you know, Dallas. I mean, those hollow stats. They just lost again to to Miami. Uh, I don't think I'd give it to Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, probably McCaffrey. I guess. You know, I'll say this: that I think Lamar I don't know made Brock. some great plays in this game. He sure. He sure. Look good. Everything I but he was also he also not to interrupt you, Danny, but Lamar also, you know, we sit there and say, you know, coat, you know, basically react to the result. But Lamar didn't play like an MVP either. Like he he had a couple passes that were behind receivers. He didn't look like he was in lockstep and with his receivers tonight, did he? No, he just had a couple of big plays and runs and he when he was escaping pocket a few times or he got the run. But, you know, the whole narrative, the whole MVP stuff drives me crazy because, you know what, go ahead and just forget the MVP talk. I don't. I think Brock, from what I've read about Brock and what I've heard about Brock, when he was in college with Brees Hall was his roommate, he would lose to Brees Hall in playing Madden. Right. Brees said he wouldn't even speak to him. You know, he, <laughs> he was just – and I think this is going to really piss Brock off enough that – the 49ers rally and what would be so fitting is because the media is going to be, Oh, he's a fraud. He's a fraud. You know, I told you the the narrative changes every week. It drives me crazy. Take the hole as a season. The guy's an all pro quarterback. 
Okay. He's had one of the top two quarterbacks seasons this year. I mean, who's having a better year as a quarterback? You, you want to choose Lamar? Go ahead. But if the Niners come back and win the Super Bowl, and let's say Brock is the MVP of the Super Bowl, that will be the ultimate last lap. That's all that matters. Forget the stupid MVP talk that, you know, the that the pundits out there will be all over, you know, tomorrow morning. You know, I told you he's, he's a fraud. You know what? All he's going to do is make Brock better in the long run. Yeah, and, and the two guys on the team that are – that are going for it, CMC and Purdy. I think those are the most team guys you have on the team. You right. Know what I mean, like, so I, I don't really think that they they're spending a lot of time thinking about it at all. So yeah. I think that the fact that we talk about it all the time, they probably laugh at and think that they could care less. Yeah, they, could, they really. I mean, obviously, it's important. It's a, it's an NFL award. It's a prestigious award, of course. But I think we all know that this team's trying to win a Super Bowl. And that's, yeah, that's, that's their, their ultimate goal. goal. And 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 this team is tight. I mean, you saw all over the news about. CMC buying the entire offense uh, set of golf clubs. And, and this team is so tight. When you say tight, you mean United, of course. Yeah, they're, they're a yeah. United team. And this is going to just make them stronger. Sometimes in adversity, you get something like this happens. It makes teams strong. I've seen it so many times. I mean, how many times have you seen a team lose to a one game and they come back? I mean, Alabama – Gets blitzed it's hard to by, play your A game every week. Yeah. You get blitzed in the SEC championship. You come back and beat Georgia in the championship, in the national championship, or vice versa. We've seen it happen. It, it, it Just because you lost this game and you lost badly and you played poorly, uh, do you expect them? Did you expect them to go? They won six in a row. Did you expect them to win nine in a row to close out the season and then win three more? I mean, Highly unlikely to win 12 in a row. Sometimes you lose a game like this, it helps you reset. We're going to find out because they need to win those next two. I mean, the, the Niners are in a good spot. Um, there's a very good possibility they're going to have to win against the Commanders and the Rams to hold on to that number one seed. Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because if you look at the 49ers, if there's one area they've really excelled this year, they don't turn it over, and they do turn you over. And in this game... It was the opposite. It really was. Dazza says, I knew there was going to be some excuses made for Brock Purdy. Come on. He was awful. We lost tonight because Brock Purdy and the O-line played awful, and Kyle Shanahan stopped running the ball despite CMC running for 7.4 yards a carry. What do you think? Yeah, I mean. Did they, they stop they... running the ball? Kev, what do you think? Sorry, you're going to have to repeat. I'm trying to do something right now. What did you say? I was going to say, did they run? Did they? Did they? Uh, did they stop running the football in this game? Did they? Did they go away from the run too much? Uh, I mean, it was a heavy. I, I wouldn't say they went away from it. I would say that it started off as a heavy pass game. I think it going into the, after the first quarter, it was it was something like 30 passes to like 15 runs for both teams combined. So it was a heavy pass game to start off the game, but. Uh, towards the end, they started running the ball more. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say that. Batman twenty nine says just got back from the game. It was a, it was not a fun time. Larry, can you put those Niner flags back in your studio? Thanks. Lol. Uh, will I that mean, do it? The opening that... drive until the interception looked great. I mean, Kittle, the the balls that were Kittle got the long passes, and I mean, 
I think he they had made a like, number of big play. Uh, you know, they had a number of big passing plays. You know, just they just. I don't know. The Ravens made plays in the red zone. The Ravens have a great red zone defense too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think they disguise a lot of their coverages. They, they look like they're, you know, seven in the box and it looks like they're sending, you know, a couple of guys on the blitz and then they drop back all into coverage and they, they only rush four. Um, it, it's very tough defense. You know, it's the number one defense in the NFL. I, you know, I cracked up looking at the chat. Somebody said I was drunk and that I'm a, such a homer. <laughs> a homer for what? Saying they got blitzed and they got they got their asses handed to them? <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is that happens. If you've ever played sports, you know sometimes you just have a bad game. And, you know, you get beat by a better team on that night. Doesn't mean that you can't recover. Now, if they... If if next week we're on the post game and they lose to the Commanders, I'll tell you they're in trouble. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and, and then that the way the Rams are playing, that's not going to be an easy game either. Nope. Green Glass Fulls is tough loss. Uh, bad tips, but man, those injuries also. Yeah, the injuries to the offensive line hurt as well. I uh, just we did get our first extended look at Sam Darnold. And he looked yeah. he looked decent, he looked decent. Yeah. Though that one play at the end on the goal line, it's like, dude, you know, Sam Darnold shows that that lack of you know that hesitancy, hesitancy to run, and it's like, what? Why? Yeah. Why we? Why would you not and run? That, yeah. You got a couple offensive linemen out. You're going to hold the ball and take a negative twelve yard sack when there was a run lane there. It's like, dude put it down and run yeah that was a big that was a big i don't know mess up what i don't know what you'd call it but the niners had a chance there at the end of the game with about 215 left on the clock to score a touchdown right. half time left on the clock for the two point only down by seven so you could kick it off get a stop get a or get a uh, three three and out stop have one timeout left and drive right. the field to tie the game and they couldn't get it in and then you know darnold obviously didn't didn't run, got sacked for minus twelve, and that was the game right there. I would have liked to even seen Debo in the backfield or something at that point. Just, I mean, just to throw the uh, a wrinkle at the Ravens. Um, they did use him in the backfield. They they threw him the halfback toss, or they no, I mean on that yeah. on that play at the one yard line at the end of oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. Just just yeah. that. I mean, because imagine if you had. Debo and CMC in the backfield, and then you either created a pass out of that or whatever. You would have had the Ravens a little bit, you know, on their heels, I think. But I mean, that would have been fun to see. That look Kev just described, you know, if they would have scored, you know, with like 208 left and then kicked off, kicked it out of the end zone, take it, touch back, 25 yard line. How about this? Got the two-minute warning. How about this stat? The Ravens had 11 pass deflections. The Niners had three. 11. That's what I'm saying. They got their hands on a lot of footballs. Yeah. Three, yeah. They really did. 11. I mean, and it just seemed like they're, you know, sometimes you'll see it in basketball where all of a sudden one, two, they get, you get into a game and, and, and one team just gets their hands on a lot of the balls in the passing lanes. It just felt like the Ravens, 
either were right there or the, they were closing the windows. I mean, even on the passes that were completed, it just seemed like there wasn't a lot of space there. They did a really good job of closing down that space. They had a good idea where Brock wanted to go with the ball and they either made the pick or they contested the ball or they made it. They arrived right as the ball did. And, and then the ball popped into the air and their guy jumped it. So, I mean, you got to, you know, it's not always what you didn't do. Sometimes it's what the other team did do. Uh, I think that's sometimes I, I read these chats and, and look at the, you know, this isn't like the 49ers or the, the globe trotters and they're playing the Washington generals and they're just, they're thoroughly going to outclass every team they play because we want them to, you know, they're going to go up against some really good teams, um, especially between now and February, if they're going to win the Super Bowl. And what concerns me is that they're going to have to win one of these hard fought game, you know, like the 50, 50 game, the game that could go in any direction. The one thing that is a little bit annoying, and I don't know if I want how much of this I want to put on Shanahan, but it's impossible to not notice the trend when they get involved in these really tight nip and tuck games that are literally one score. How many of those games do they win under, under Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan? Not very many. You know, you you guys have seen the numbers when the Niners trail by three entering the fourth quarter. They won like one time under Shanahan. The Niners, when they trail by eight in the fourth quarter, I think haven't won at all um, under Kyle Shanahan. That's that's a little disconcerting, to be completely honest. A green glass full green glass full says Purdy had a bad game, but the Niners need a better O line. Oh, well, there's no doubt. I mean, they, 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 they're going to have to invest in some big-time offensive linemen in this offseason. Um, they're just they're depleted there. They're, they're, they're deep on the D-line, but they're not, you know, look at, look at what a few injuries on the O-line. Suddenly it was like jailbreak on the quarterback. Matthew Rowley uh, jumps in with this one. He says it, was, it, was, it is because they suck, and it shows when they go against an actually good AFC team. It's also because Kyle and Purdy are both choke artists. Okay. We welcome in Rye Smith. Rye, good to see you, bro. How are you? Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Let me know if this mic is working. Yeah, it's yeah working. we got you. We got you. Yeah. Okay, clear. Cool. What was your takeaway, Rye, from this uh, from this loss? Uh, well, it's just devastating script. I actually sent, like, in my group chat uh, with all my boys, like, I, I can feel it. Brock Purdy, prime time. We got a three pick game coming in and it just, you know what? It was by like the second quarter. He had the third one. I mean, uh, honestly, there's a, this guy's not falling with Brock because obviously three of those were, eh, I mean, they were just kind of whatever. So they were kind of unlucky. Uh, the first one was bad, but uh, really it just, I guess what I was hoping kind of changed with this team, like seeing how insane the offense has been is that I thought maybe this was finally kind of a team that could, you know, come back if they got down in a game, you know, down eight or whatever that stat is where Shanahan never ends up winning. And um, unfortunately, I think the truth is, you know, this team's awesome, but for the most part, they have to stay attached to the game or they have to be up early because Shanahan is a wizard with the O-line, but when they get into the obvious pass step, passing situations like they did tonight down. I mean, the offensive line just isn't very good in those situations when they have to pass block and the defense knows that they're 
calling pass plays, it's just not very good. And and the the pressure was, you know, it was kind of pretty space. I I also I had a bad feeling that he was going to get in, uh, injured. Luckily, the stingers, you know, not a big deal. But like it just seemed like there was so much pressure in the pocket, just kept collapsing and collapsing. So also would have liked smart to, see to get him out of there. Yeah, it was smart you to get see, him out of there. You want to see more runs? Yeah, it would been. It would. I, I don't know. It's hard to complain. I really think that Shanahan knows that he knows they have to get a lead early. And I mean, it looked pretty damn good until he threw the pick. Like it. It looked. It looked pretty good. So even I, then, I, they were tra- up. Uh, yeah. Well, weren't they up five nothing? Yeah, I, I you just got to chalk this one up. It's just unfortunate because it really feels like this is like 2021 all over again, except for the Rams or the 49ers. And like, it's just going to cut like the Rams are the Rams are going to need that last game. And all of a sudden right. the buys in doubt. I don't know. I still feel pretty, feel pretty damn good. If they replayed that game, I still think the Niners are four point favorites. It's funny. People said, oh, if they played this game 10 times, the Ravens would have won nine. I don't know. It's easy to say that when they when you just watch the Ravens, you know, win by a couple touchdowns. Russell J says, I agree with Dan. Different game next time. They ran off six straight wins. Did we expect three straight regular season uh, followed by three straight to the Super Bowl? No, but they can win five in a row. Lessons learned. Um, We've got this one as well from Loner Incognito. Who says Baltimore was were crybabies for saying they were disrespected? Who cares what Vegas says? The Ravens felt threatened by the Niners. And the Ravens fired. The Ravens fired today. Um, by Victor One says, do you think Fred Warner being too skinny for Mike linebacker is a reason why he misses a lot of tackles? No, I mean too. I don't think he's too skinny for Mike linebacker. It's a movement game. Uh, you got to really be able to cover. I think if anything, you know, just overall, they ask a lot of Warner and Greenlaw, and they're they've they've you know they let Al Al Shire walk away. Um, D Winters and Jalen Graham are both on this roster, but but they're young. I just think they're asking a lot of Warner and and Greenlaw. Uh, just period. I thought Fred looked pretty good at different times today in this game. Matthew Rowley says Mike uh, Mike. What does it say? MK, does it say MKE the Super Bowl? Uh, this make, team make, won't even make have the, the first, make the Super oh, Bowl. Make the Super Bowl. This yeah. team won't even have the first seed after they lose to the Rams in Week 18. Guaranteed. This team, quarterback and coach, are chokers. You know, I'll say this about that. I said it earlier. Tonight proves that this team needs the buy. To I think. To really, they're tired. They're they're injured. Yeah, I think they step it up. I think that's. I think I agree with that. I think they step it up against Washington, and they're hopefully a little bit healthier for the last game. And they play that Rams game like it's a playoff game because then they can rest. Um, if they have to play as the two or three seed, um, I I think they I think they know that the importance of the bye. And uh, I think they're fortunate they got Washington next week, even though they have to travel. But if they could be a little bit they, more, they can't let it up. compound either. They got to yeah. they got to win that game. Yeah, let's be honest. Right, they got to win, and I think short week they, too. You know, and one travel. of the biggest biggest keys in the NFL is 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 having rest. 
you've seen what the Niners did after they went, you know, they had 10 days to prepare for Philadelphia. And then they had 10 days again. Um, didn't they have two 10 days pretty back-to-back or, or close to it or something? Uh, trying to remember. Um, well, they were on short rest in Cleveland, short rest in Cincinnati. They lost both those games. Yeah, and then whenever the, there's short rest, exactly. And and It's actually know. kind of one of the un- most underrated aspects of NFL matchups that you think about all the talk about all these NFL games. There's a million different things that, you know, charts and everything, uh, spreads. To me, it almost seems like we're at a point now, and tell me what you guys think of this, where it should be noted in every matchup how many days of rest. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, how many days of rest each team has. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't, like if you're looking at an action network where, where there's a million stats, right? And you can look it up yourself, but don't you think it's almost to the level of importance now if you're wagering on these games that you know what the rest situation is for both teams? I mean, every NFL game do you that you bet are you are you before you put that money down? Are you aware of what the rest equation looks like? I'm not always. Yeah, I'll, I'll freely admit, I, there's NFL games I wager on, and I'm, I'm not, I don't check the rest, but it is a major, major part of the equation. And I almost feel like it should say, you know, it's like Team A's got this Team A's been off for 13 days. Team B well, think, played Monday. I think the odds makers, uh, the odds makers are aware back, of it. For they sure. back I'm that just up they should, put, it, they should, they should make yeah. a designation in the paper or all these, t- all these places where they list these games. It, it should be out there for everybody readily available, and they should put more emphasis on it because I think it makes a big impact. Well, Especially this Niners late in the were, season. At this point in the yeah. season, every every day really matters. That's why the Niners were favored in Philadelphia because they had the rest. They're also just a way better team. I mean, the Niners well, are, are still but, far and away the best team in the NFL yeah, per Vegas. I, I mean, I, I don't see this. I, I just see this as a one-off. I really do. Wait, Ryan, right, what are the odds right now? I mean – I don't. Uh, uh, I mean, Danny's saying it's a one-off, right? But what do you what do you think as far as is it possible that the AFC is better than the NFC, and we just aren't really talking that much about that? No, nah, I mean I just throw out the Ravens. Like the Ravens are twenty and one against the NFC since Lamar's been there. Like, yeah, that's another. It one. Just is what it is. But also Lamar Jackson has one playoff victory. So like, I, true. I, as much as things are going to line up for the the Ravens, I still don't. I don't. Think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, so I don't think we have to really worry about them. Really? Who do, who do you like coming no. out of the AFC? Uh, I mean, it's just such a crapshoot, but yeah. I guess I would take, I would easily, I would lay like, you know, minus 500 with the field over the Ravens. But has Lamar ever got the one seed? Has he ever had the bye? I yeah, he did. He, and he did? lost in the first, his first game. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's one and three in the playoffs. I mean, Brock Purdy's a, a second year player. He's double the playoff wins to, to Lamar. Uh, Russell J says, I agree, Dan. Game was manageable in the third. One takeaway for me is the entirety of the season. Coaches included fought back, no quit, looked looked pissed. Um, we got this super from Into Quietus. Says uh, Shanny wanted Purdy to win the MVP, and he had a bad game plan. Hmm. Uh, you think so? That Wait, have you, has your guy chimed in yet? Or our guy? Who's that? Um, 
My, like the what, champion of the Purdy bus. Oh, the okay. he's the best of all time guy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I actually could use some of that. Like I, Michael I Miller. Like Michael Miller. Michael Miller. Where's yeah, Michael, Michael Miller? Miller. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Michael Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Michael hey, Mike, Miller. you have the balls to come on again today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he was saying he was better than Mahomes, and Mahomes didn't play that great today either. That's no, right. I mean, that's he, why he questioned he, whether I had the stones to have him come on. Does right. he have the? Does he have the the cojones to show his face? I mean, this was a weird. I mean, so, it's like who really like looks like? Oh my god, that that team's so good. Eagles struggled with Tommy Cutlets. Chiefs look Dallas like a disaster. Um, Josh Allen barely squeaks out a win over Easton Chargers. Stick and the Chargers. Like also like Lamar. Like okay, you know what? Fine, give Lamar the MVP. It's all good. <laughs> like. It's also okay to acknowledge that, like Lamar, it's not like Lamar's having this amazing year. Like he's been, you know, he this is a this is a better version of Lamar because he has had you know the injuries and the weird missing di- games for diarrhea. Tonight he had seventeen touchdowns, seven picks. Brock had twenty nine touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah, it was really weird. Like the Sunday night game, like yeah, he played he played okay. He had like a pretty bad pick, and you know he had that one play where he like shook out of a tackle and threw up like a. Ball that easily probably should have been picked and likely just mossed two defenders and people were kind of going crazy about it. But yeah, I mean it's pretty clear like people don't want I listened to all the big guys, like no no one was really pushing the purdy stuff. I think CMP still has an outside shot at MVP, but um it, it is weird. It's like one game, but it does four picks does it looks it looks bad. It looks, it bad. looks real bad. It looks really bad. Yeah. Um eight oh eight niners says the picks were bad decisions. Uh, late over the middle on the first should have handled the ball or handed the ball or took a sack on the, on the RPO threw back across his body. Yeah. We made some mistakes tonight. He looked, he, 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 tonight was the first time the Ravens were the first defense that actually looked like they sped up Brock in a long time. Yeah. Hey, I can remember uh, what Super Bowl was it? It was the giants when they, Put so much pressure on Brady, they made Brady look horrible. Yeah, uh, it, it happens. You have a bad game. Tom Brady must suck. How about Tampa Bay against Mahomes when yeah. they had no offensive tackles? They sped him up right. for sure. Bruce uh, Bruce R says no NFC team can match the defensive intensity of the Ravens. The Niners will be okay. Just one game, similar to the Eagles game in '94, uh, their Super Bowl year. I was at that game, by the way, forty to eight. But that was yeah. early in the year. Charlie Garner rumbled up and down the field on the Niners that day. That was that was the Dion Niners, if you can believe it. Right. Uh, we got this one from Niner Niner Bang Niner Niner Bang. He says we can't win against a great D line. Our O line is inconsistent. But how many yeah. like great D lines are there? Like, yeah, I don't I think the Ravens D line is even that great. Is it, I know, it's is, just, it, is it a great D-line? I don't know about they that. They had a good game. And, and also people like the, uh, Mike McDonald. Look, he seems Their like he's doing a, a fant- yeah, fantastic job or whatever. But really for the past three years, it's like, I don't know. There's that segment of, of Twitter. We all know them, like the film bros. It's like they're so, kind of nerds, but kind of also film bros. It, it's, it's kind of, you know, you know who we're talking about. And it's like the same people that love film Justin bros. Herbert and like the – like they have Trevor their Lawrence. guys, they dislike, they love Lawrence, they dislike Purdy. Those guys have been like saying that that guy is like the chosen one of 
coordinators for a while. So I don't know why, but I, I just tend to like dislike all of their takes. <laughs> I just like lump them you know, in, a, in a package. Pe so pe people are saying the defensive line was really good today, and I agree. I thought the defensive line had a good for the Ravens. I'm saying had a good day, but I think the secondary was what was kind of fooling the Niners' offense because Kyle Hamilton and I, just some of those plays down the field. There, there was no open receivers. You know, there they had there a was, lot of over yeah. the top guys. They were, they were. Um, Really, they didn't blitz up. a whole lot. No, they didn't, and they were they were disguising blitzes, and then they'd back off into coverage, and they were they were really baiting Purdy to to throw oh. up over the top. Um, I'm sorry, I just got triggered. So I like I'm I'm one of those guys that does, even though I like say I don't like Nick Wright, like I do consume like all of the. I just love the like the the week to right. week like either he's got to take it you know on the chin or whatever and it's like he's his been going guys, at Lombardi by the way he's been going at Lombardi he's a huge obviously like the biggest Mahomes guy so Mahomes just absolute stinker that's gonna be awesome huge Trevor Lawrence guy terrible terrible just god awful stuff but unfortunately the last thing of the night was the Purdy four interceptions and god damn it and I don't get to enjoy it because. He's just gonna. That's all it's gonna be. It's gonna be a big, be. pretty fast. Yeah, that's He's why not I, I I laugh at the the narrative of of the media. If if you, the Niners are are totally uh, focused. If you look and Larry, you've seen this being in the in the locker room, but right outside the door it says number one, stay humble. Two, ignore the noise. Three, protect the team. If they listen to the noise of the media. This team is professionals. Their one focus is to win the Super Bowl. They're together. They're they're a united group. They like being around each other. I mean, shoot, McCaffrey, as I said, bought an entire set of golf clubs for the entire offense and is saying, hey, let's, you know, we hope we can go out and play next summer. Most teams, you know, they're just like want to go their separate ways after the season's over. These guys enjoy each other they're they're tight this just brings teams together i mean it, those are in the chat and say they stink they're done they're terrible you probably never played been in a locker room before and uh don't understand what it's like to lose as a team and win as a team yeah I, i'm ready to die on the hill right now of all the people saying that the sky is falling i I'm sorry. I, I know I've said this several times now, but you throw three goofy interceptions in a game where, you know, that doesn't go on any given week. Those don't turn into picks. Those don't, they get batted down maybe, or they just, you know, maybe Kittle catches it. I don't, I don't know. But if that doesn't happen, this is a completely different game. You beat, you outgain them on the ground. You outgain them in the passing game. The car, you deserve to lose this game by the way it played out, but I would not say the sky is falling. I just, well, I, the thing that's so frustrating is that, you know, Brock Purdy has his first bad game in six, seven weeks or whatever, and people are just going to crush him. It's just going to be a whole week of, you know, this isn't the guy, blah, 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 blah. Maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misreading that, but that's my sense of it. Flav is in the house. His Purdy, Purdy balls the next two weeks. Lamar loses to Miami. Purdy gets the MVP he deserves. We saw today, if Purdy doesn't play well, we lose. The team's success is completely dependent on his play. I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, CMC played well and they still lost. They, Purdy's got to play well for them to win. When he plays well, they're going to win. 
Um, and they also miss Armstead for sure. The big 25 says bottom line Ravens were the better team. Yep. They were was worried about this game for a few weeks. Ravens were more physical and out coached. And uh, he thinks yeah. the Niners got out. I, I think that physicality is huge. No and, and as I mentioned, them not having Jawan Jennings, who is their most physical wide receiver, uh, was a was a factor. The the defensive backs of the Ravens were smacking the Niners around, and they were getting in their face. And you know, if Jennings was out there to push some people around, I'm not saying again that makes a difference and they win, but it, it is a and also, he he. I think the passing game is thrown off. I I, you know, who was their number three receiver? Was it Willie Snead tonight? Because he was the Snead, one that started Snead with Conley. I think they started with Conley out there, and then they went Snead. Okay, yeah. because they weren't a factor at all, and they're not very physical. Neither one of those guys compared to Jawan Jennings, and I just think not having a guy like that. You know, he's not the, the flashy star like Ayuk and Debo, but he plays a huge role in this offense. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Manuel Acho, by the way, who I really like, says the game should change your opinion of where Brock Purdy stands in the MVP race, but it shouldn't change your opinion of Brock Purdy. He chose a bad game to have a bad game. One bad pick, three tip passes, uh, three tip picks, 11 and four still leading the NFC. He said, hell of a job, Ravens. I, I agree with Emmanuel Acho. I, I I think it does impact his, you know, um, whether or not, at least my thoughts on whether he should be the MVP, but it doesn't change my thoughts at all on is he a good quarterback. Uh, I think the guy is a good quarterback. Darnold, or uh, Flav says, Darnold should have thrown it away, but terrible play call. Quarterback sneak or hand it to CMC. Kyle Shanahan was bailed out on fourth and one earlier in the game. Um, also run the ball. Okay. And then we have this one from, what was that? Sway, Sway Wyvins. He says, um, luck had nothing to do with those picks. It's insulting to that Ravens D to say that, um, they created those picks. Three of them were tipped. A lesser defense gets picked apart and Purdy looks like a star. No, well, I, I think that's well said. I think the Ravens were, Made plays in the ball. You know, you got to give him credit. Flav says, anyone saying the Ravens win the game nine times is a moron. They had four turnovers and still were a better play call away from, from kicking an onside kick. Completely healthy and a must win, and Niners win 10 out of 10. Five you know, turnovers, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, the, just the fact of the matter, the Niners had a chance and were within – you know, at arm's distance with five turnovers. I mean, how many teams that I'd love to see the scores of the games all year involving any teams where the, where you were minus five on turnovers. Yeah. Think about that at the point where the fifth turnover was kind of the game ender, but at that earlier point when they were at the one yard line, they were down four zero in turnovers. Had they scored, they would have been within one TD and had they scored before the two-minute warning, they would have been able to possibly hold them and get the ball back with like a minute and probably 45 seconds left with one timeout. And uh, that would have been something. I mean, that's how one play away. I mean, one play away from possibly seeing that outcome, which we'll never know. So 
the fact that they could have been within one touchdown with two minutes to go and all three timeouts, and at that point only down four, down in the turnovers four to nothing, that tells you that the Niners didn't play a great game but were still in the game. I mean, it was a bad game for sure, but, I mean, you know, when anytime you got tip passes that pop into the air and the defense, I mean, that, if, if you know, if you're going to throw interceptions, I'd rather there be those kinds of interceptions where, you know, you throw a ball, it gets tipped into the air, and somebody makes a play on it. And that's what we saw here. Steve Palazzolo from PFF says Brock Purdy had two passes tipped up into the air and caught by the defense. Clearly that means he hasn't been all that good this entire season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, and then hit, uh, he was hit on the arm and the uh, third one, you know, and, yeah. and the way the, the way the interceptions unfolded, look, I mean, four picks is four picks, but eh, I would be like, I, I'm not nervous about Purdy. I'm actually like, in, in some ways, I actually feel better because every time he, he got picked, he just kind of went right out there and he looked just still, he was chucking it down the field, looked pretty confident, hit some sweet throws. And it wasn't like the Jimmy situation or even Purdy earlier in the year where it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know, a pick or a couple picks happen. And then all of a sudden you can tell he's pressing and then he throws like the third one that's like, oh my God, right to the defender. There was no like, Oh my God, Brock looks so shook out there, and he just threw the backbreaking interception. It, it was just a series of unfortunate things. You know, it, people forget a lot of things. The, 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 yours seem to be the narrative changes based on your last play. You know, we look at Purdy throwing four interceptions. You know, who's the greatest uh, hero of all time with the San Francisco 49ers? It's it's Joe Montana, right? How many interceptions did he throw against Dallas in the championship game before the catch? Does anybody remember? I think three. Yeah, he had three picks. He had three picks. I mean, it happens. It happens. It happens. I mean, you're going to have good games. You're going to have bad games. This is the thing. You know, it's one thing to see to say um, when a quarterback's going good. You know what? It's not always going to be like this. There's going to be some some rough games. But then you have to then react in a kind of a balanced way when there are those rough games. You know, I, I think there's just an awful lot of people that are kind of almost like intellectually dishonest in that, you know, it's like, okay, I know he's this guy's not always everything's not going to be perfect all the time. But when it's not perfect, they lose their mind. It's like, well, wait a second. You just told us everything's not going to be perfect. And now that it, it, you know, here's one comment, though, I do want to throw out. Or my good friend Vish says, as good as the Niners are, regardless of tonight, they are very, very good. It's a little troublesome that every game they've won this year has basically relied on the same game script. Was hoping to see this team in a different style game today, but but they've been outclassed so far. And I think that's true. I was hoping that they could win kind of a grimy ugly game where they came from behind and it just didn't didn't show itself uh we welcome in uh, uh damon bruce who was wo- awakened today at four o'clock in the morning by a four-year-old who wanted his <laughs> gifts uh demanded his gifts uh damon good to see you man merry good christmas you. merry christmas larry merry christmas to you to all your viewers everybody in the room right now merry christmas guys good to see all of you uh, yeah, Christmas started great and it ends with a real slice of humble pie. And that's what this league will do. You're riding high and things are going well. 
and then like, you know, the unthinkable will happen. And I would put tonight into that unthinkable category. There's not a lot of 10 penalty games that the Niners have. There are certainly not a lot of five turnover games. Uh, we've never seen Brock throw three, much less four. He could have thrown seven interceptions tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's how bad he was just individually. And so you combine all the turnovers with all the penalties and you're going to have trouble beating a bad football team with that, much less the best record in the AFC. The Ravens won in all three phases and outclassed and outworked and beat the Niners in every imaginable way. And the one thing that I reject and I got some you know blowback on was that you know Shanahan got out coached. Uh, the 49ers actually had more running yards, more passing yards, more total yards, averaged more yards per play than the Ravens, but it was just turnover machine. And I don't know how many of those turnovers were poorly designed or, you know, normally a, a ball gets batted at the line of scrimmage. It goes down tonight. It went up a ball bounced off Kittle. It went up um, everything that could go wrong uh, did. And, and there are a, a sliding degree of interception catastrophes. I thought the worst interception was the first interception. The other ones were understandable, not all on Brock, but every interception that he throws is certainly on him, and that's fair too. So bad night, tip of the cap to the Ravens. They were much better. Um, and having said all that, on a disastrous night of football, the Niners are two wins away from being a one seed. So, you know, hopefully Trent and Aaron Banks are all right, and you burn the tape on this one. I don't think there are many lessons to learn from this evening of football. They just got their ass kicked, and they were sloppy. And people will point to the Raven front. I thought it was the Ravens on the back end. I thought I thought they were very physical at the catch point. They were very competitive at the catch point. There were a lot. There was a lot of hard hitting going on. Debo, yeah. Kittle, Ayuk, uh, CMC. All the Niner weapons took some of the biggest hits they've taken all year in this game. There's going to be some sore 49ers tomorrow for sure. Debo ran through a straight-up decleating level hit to the point where most guys are getting medevaced out of there. And he actually turned it into a six-yard gain, and it might have been the best play of the night for the 49ers, as bad as the entire evening went. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Ravens went out there to get more physical and to disrupt any points of protection that might be available up front for, for Purdy, and it was just – it was a bad game. I mean, it just – it all went bad. It went bad pretty quickly – um, and even though, I mean, it's just a, a funny scoring night to go from two to nothing to five to nothing, to five to three, to 10 to five, to 13 to five, to 13 to 12. And Kyle doesn't go for two and okay. I guess you don't chase points until you need to, but now it's 16, 12 at halftime. And then the 49ers needed to come out with like a 17 point third quarter, but it was a 17 point third quarter for the Ravens. I mean, they scored two touchdowns in 18 seconds for goodness sakes. So it snowballed. I mean, it just snowballed. It got away from the Niners. I thought if there's, you know, your heart having trouble, you got to squint, fellas, to see the silver lining. The real silver lining I'll take away from this one, and this is going to sound stupid. I mean, people are going to call, you know, guys like us who do shows after Niner games homers. Normally after three interceptions, you get pulled out of a game. Out of four interceptions, you're definitely getting pulled out of the game. I don't think Purdy leaves the game, but for the stinger, and for further injury concerned behind a reshuffled offensive line, like at no point in time did Kyle Shanahan, you know, start looking at the other woman while he's out on the dance floor with the girl that he brought. And we know Shanahan's got a quick trigger, right? 
and and he he stayed confident in Brock to see them their way through it. It just it didn't happen. The mistakes compounded upon each other, and that's the way it went. Um, but yeah, it was just a, just a bad night, bad night of football. Didn't Hired, feel like their night. Just didn't feel like their night. No, you know, I mean, I know that sounds a little like you know fatalistic or whatever, but it just didn't. It just it just didn't. It just you know, you're gonna have some. You're gonna ten have penalties, games. Ten penalties, five turnovers. It ain't your night. It's right. That's textbook. Well, and, and sometimes the ball bounces your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I'll cr- credit the Ravens for a great defensive plan. Um, I'll credit the Ravens for being, you know, they, the Ravens were the more physical team. You know, I think, you know, the Ravens, um, and I said it in the pregame, I said, hey, look, if I think the, this is going to be a physical head-knocking game and whoever's the more physical team is going to win the game. And I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that the Ravens were the more physical team. So, uh, you know, they, they deserve to win this thing. Um, Damon, I know you probably did your own pregame or your own postgame show. And, and what was the consensus feeling in the postgame show about what were the, was there any common denominators in the, uh, in the reaction of the, of the chat on your side? I think it was just a straight up staggering. I mean, everyone was staggered by the nature of the loss. I think everyone knows that you can loss, you can lose, especially to good teams, but five turnovers and 10 penalties. And yet at the same time, as bad as everything went, you know, Darnold doesn't throw that last interception and that actually crosses the end zone. They got three timeouts and it's a one score game as bad as it all was. Right. As bad as it all was, they were still at least conceptually in a game where they should have been down by 30 points. So their, their best offense of the night was Ravens field goals. It's hard to win when the other team settling for field goals is the best thing you got going for you. So bad night. It's it's a bad night for a good football team. I don't think we now have to do the referendum on the Niners being a bad football team, but I can tell you right now, Brock Purdy's not winning an MVP. Not after a night like that. He probably isn't. I was going to have to go bonkers. The other thing I would say is how many teams would be, have any chance to win in a game where they had five turnovers against a playoff team, let alone the best team in the conference. Right. I mean, if you, if you're playing the best team in a, in a conference and you're minus five in turnovers, you, and you still have a shot to win at the end, uh, or at least, you know, a potential shot at the win. And I mean, as you said, if Darnold throws a touchdown there or runs it in, uh, and if he had scored before the two minute warning, they could have, they didn't even have to go onside kick. They could have just used their timeouts and potentially gotten the ball back. It just kind of shows that, that you know th- there was a lot of adversity in this game tonight, an awful lot of adversity. Yeah. Uh, Damon, I know you probably got a jet, but you know, obviously tomorrow morning we're doing our 49er wake up at uh, at eight a.m. Um, you know, I, what do you think? I mean, is 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 this is this going to snowball into? Um, a situation where they're going to have a hard time beating the commanders next week, or are the Niners going to bounce out of bounce back out of this. Does Eric Armstead play? Does Trent Williams play? Does Aaron Banks play? We'll know more when we get the answers to those, those questions. Those are huge questions. So we'll, we'll find out, but I wanted to come in. Look, we, we we've come and done posts together. When the sun is shining bright, it'd be ridiculous. And I come in on a night where it got pretty dark for the Niners too bad. It was Christmas. 
I love all you guys. I really do. I, di I didn't mean to come in here and monopolize the conversation at all. Thank you so much for having me. Larry, I love your new neon sign. I love that Kevin made it into the press box tonight. I love uh, I, I, I love, uh, I love what was the big, what was that. the, uh, now Damon's got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So before you get out of here, what was Christmas morning like? And what was the big uh, winner, the winner gift uh, this morning? So the major gift was Jack got his first bicycle. Nice. It's like a rite of, a, a rite of passage. That's very me. significant. Yeah. yeah. Training <laughs> wheels. Any first bike, of course, training wheels. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, some, some of those new bikes are like, don't even have pedals now. It's like, they're just, you so know, just like a balance bike. That was the, two, there's a balance bike for the two-year-old Jack. I tell you, he did a lap in the house with the training wheels. I think we can take those off quickly. He seemed to get it quickly, but boy, he got his first bike, a rite of passage, uh, in any, in any young man or woman's life. So a, a big morning for sure. Uh, and, and the biggest gift on Christmas was we all pulled up out of this horrible cold that tore through the house, like right before Christmas. My mom showed up six days ago. She's been sick for six days, got oh, everyone no. else sick, but we made it, nailed the medium rare on the prime rib. It's about as good as it gets. There you go. All right, buddy. We'll see you in the morning. See you in the morning, guys. Great talk. Merry Christmas. Everyone. I don't think we talked yeah. together, but it was great to see you at the very yeah, end. Guys, take care, fellas. See you, Damon. Merry Christmas. David Bruce checking in. That's um, funny. It <laughs> me. It had a flashback when I was like six or seven years old back in the 60s. Man, the gifts were I got a set of shoulder pads and a Raiders jersey and helmet. Oh, that is awesome. So, my neighbor, my neighbor's little girl got a bike for Christmas and she opened it on Christmas Eve. We went to Christmas Eve mass. It was a uh, 8 PM mass. So it's like nine 15 or whatever. It's dark. And we're pulling into our house and, and she's driving it around the, the, the court, you know, at night, almost, I mean, literally almost ran over my neighbor's kid as they were test driving their bicycle, the brand new bicycle. Yeah. Uh, we, we welcome in JD, who's going to join the conversation as well. Let me hit a couple more supers. Uh, MF jumping in says um, the old line was a mess in pass protection. Yep, no doubt there. Crazy uh, Bubba was that crazy Bubba Babu Chicken Babu Chicken. There we go. Okay, just thank you for that. And Daza jumps in with this. This one, Trent is the real 49ers MVP. Yeah, when Trent went out, that definitely hurt. Um, and Anthony Cruz says Rams week 18 now looks like a must win, and they are five wins out of the last six and could and should um, have beaten the Ravens at the Ravens in the first loss. Yeah, no, the Rams are in not going to one loss, yeah. The Rams are not going to be easy. Nope. Todd Tran says first interception, like the CMC fumble versus Minnesota, different outcome uh, without it. Yeah, no question about that. And Eric says Shanahan was trying to be the coach who made Mr. Irrelevant MVP. His ego made him call way too many passes when they should have run. Purdy will be fine. Okay. I don't how is that an ego? I don't get how that's an ego thing. I don't either. I mean, he coaches McCaffrey as well. Uh, Flav says, I think it's possible Brock was still dealing with some pain as well. It's possible. Niner, Niner Bang says, first quarter red zone turnovers 
um, th equal three losses if cleaned up Super Bowl. Okay. I kind of agree. I, I'm not sure they're going to win it, but I think they're going to go. And uh, Russell J says, that's what I was saying, Ryan. Nobody, nobody folded. Even Purdy on the sideline looked pissed, not defeated. I think plenty of positives can be pointed towards today. Uh, and then Flav jumps in with this one. He says, biggest issue was them being down 21 and Purdy still throwing short passes to CMC. Darnold came in and everything started hit and, and started hitting Ayuk down the field. Hopefully Purdy learns more about playing from behind at least. Um, yeah, uh, it was nice to see the bigger armed Darnold throw the ball a little bit down the field when it counted. JD, uh, you know everybody here, Danny and Rye, and of course Kev, and JD's here at Levi's right now as well and just finished his commitment, I'm sure, on the postgame side. And JD, give us your perspective on this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough one. I mean, it, it really, you know, there, there's the the instant reaction of, well, how the 49ers lost this game. And, and I agree with what everybody's saying about that that first interception. I mean, if you go punch that in, I think we are probably talking about just a, a different night throughout, throughout the course of things. But, but really, I, I try to go a little bit big picture because the reality is the 49ers still control their own destiny. They still have two games in front of them that I think they should win. That's no disrespect to the Rams. The Rams could come in and play a really good game, probably going to be needing that game for a playoff spot themselves. But the 49ers are a better team than the Rams, and so they should win that game if that game means the one seed for, for San Francisco. The, the bigger picture thing for me tonight, though, is just the fact that I, I'm sort of left – a little paralyzed at the thought of these two teams meeting again and just what a potential bad matchup it is for, for the 49ers, just in terms of the Ravens ability to match the 49ers physicality, uh, the Ravens ability with Lamar Jackson to be able to just move around and, and make plays not only with his feet as he did uh, with the, the 31 yarder, uh, where he's able to escape when it looks like the, the Niners have him sacked. But also, he really escaped and got to spots tonight and then threw the ball and and converted. And and that extension of the play, the mobile quarterback for, for me, that thing is just something that never has left my mind. And I know the Niners have played a bunch of mobile quarterbacks that either haven't run. I think the Niners did a pretty good job against Hurts at trying to box him in and make him a thrower. Uh, I, I was more left discouraged as funny as it sounds, by the potential of these two teams playing in the Super Bowl and what it might mean for the 49ers, then I was discouraged that they're not going to get there or discouraged that they're not still going to finish the final two games of the regular season with wins and end up with the one seed. It was almost two things being equally true in the sense of, I think the Niners are fine. I think they're going to win the next two and get the one seed. But I also was left kind of thinking, well, if you're a 49er fan, you're you're hoping they don't play Baltimore. You're hoping somebody else knocks Baltimore out between now and and February 11th in in Las Vegas. So that was just kind of the jumping off point for, for me uh, as far as this one goes. And 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 then just the confidence from being in the locker room and and Larry, I know you were in the post game press conferences in the locker room as well. I mean, it's just the confidence that Brock's teammates have in him to where a career worst night is just not going to be something that turns into more bad games. Like there's just not even a shred of concern or wonder or thought like this could turn into something bigger than, Hey, the guy just had a shitty night and 
it's on to Washington and he'll bounce back because he's been able to do it before. Not, not from a game as bad as this one, but from other games where he hasn't played well. And so, you know, all in all, this team's got to get a little healthier. I think the injuries are always something you look at. Trent Williams didn't speak to the media post game, but he did basically say, Hey guys, I'm not taught. Everybody's kind of gathering around his locker uh, toward the end of the night. And he said, Hey, I'm not going to talk. But I know you guys want to ask me about my injury. I'm I'm fine. I'll be fine. So you can you can kind of roll with that. But I'm not going to talk about the game otherwise. So uh, he he obviously is the most important. There's some other issues on the offensive line, and then uh, you know Purdy seems to have this stinger issue now that's popped up a, a couple of games here. Uh, also, so uh, yeah, those are the kind of the general thoughts, and I'll let, let you guys just kind of fire away with anything else. Well, you know, we've been going for for an hour and thirty six minutes. It's almost eleven o'clock, so let's go with our New York style Italian sausage player of the game, brought to you by New York style Italian sausage. Uh, the only kind of sausage I eat is the New York style Italian sausage. Uh, let's go around the room. Who would you give? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a Niner. It's not. This isn't the uh, Giants wrap. Um, you know, who would you give the player of the game to in this one, Kev? I'll go Kyle Hamilton. He had that first interception. He had five pass deflections or pass defense. He was all over the field today, and you know, making it hard for Brock Purdy to throw down the field. Um, I think when he got injured and left the game. You know, they were able to throw downfield a little bit easier. So I think he played a big role in this past defense for the Ravens. And uh, yeah, I'd go, I'd go Kyle Hamilton. That's a good one. Uh, Danny? I'll pick um, one, one A. I'll go with uh, CMC just because he played a good game, even though the, the Niners really didn't. And I'm going to pick another player, not because he played well. But the fact that he was back on the field after blowing out his Achilles and his ACL, Jason Barrett, good to see him back, even though he did give up a TD in the end zone. Just the fact that he was out there tonight is kind of a, a testament to his uh, his uh, fortitude, whatever you want to call it, adjectives, his, his, his character, just the ability that most people would have, as many injuries as that guy's had, would never would you just retired a long time ago and the guy's back out on the football field so kudos to him right uh give me jake mute jake moody uh <laughs> guys with nails uh i love to see him hit the 45 yarder if anything like i was worried about oh man the tucker moody matchup i thought this game might be a little less uh high scoring and it might come down to that just just good to see he's running into form come playoffs what do you think, JD? Who would you give your player of the game, your New York style Italian sausage player of the game? Yeah, that, that's fun. I thought that was the most consequential kick that Moody's even had to attempt in two months, basically. So I think the fact that he did hit it in those circumstances was was impressive. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I, I, I think Hamilton's a great call. Yeah. But I, I got to give it to Lamar, who now is the MVP favorite. We don't have to necessarily go down that path, but but the, the plays that he makes with it, made with his legs, I, I thought he missed some throws that were there early. And I think that's the key if you're the 49ers, if you end up playing him again or anybody that plays them, you need to force him to you know, basically make mistakes in the passing game that you can capitalize on to, to, to flip the game in your favor. But, but once Purdy threw the, the first interception, it, it seemed like 
the Ravens really were able to settle in as the game went on, and Jackson settled in as the game went on, series by series, and and as uh, you know, he needed to make plays with his legs. He was able to do it again. I, I mentioned just the escapability and getting to spots where he would just flip it out to somebody who was who was open. I mean, there there were just a lot of deflating first down pickups or or completions or runs that I think at different points in the game, the Niners felt they had action and, and Lamar just kind of snuffed them out with, with something he did. So uh, I'll, I'll give it to Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody really on the Niners played well enough that was worthy of even a honorary mention, uh, honestly, in this game, but uh, I'll, I'll give it to Lamar. You know, I, I think Kev's, you know, going with uh, Hamilton is, you know, that's, Wow, Hamilton was spectacular, man. He was spectacular. He's just a great, great player. And then, but I'll, I'll try to give give it to a Niner. I thought one guy, and I was watching the game at the line of scrimmage, um, so I was, you know, on every snap. And and the guy that I really thought played a hell of a game uh, was Javon Hargrave. Mm. Um, I just feel like Hargrave, you know, against the run, against the pass, against the, you know the hustle. There were combo blocks. He split a bunch of them. Um, I just was impressed. I mean, you have no Armstead and you're, you know, you're going up against a pretty good interior there. Zeitler's damn good. Uh, Linderbaum is damn good. Uh, Lamar's not easy to corral. I love the hustle of Hargrave. He's, he had to play a bunch more snaps than I think he, then, you know, ultimately I'm sure then Chris Eric would be comfortable with. I just like the way Hargrave played overall. I thought his motor was churning. Um, he was, he was, he was something else. I mean, I know they lost, um, but man, when they watch that film tomorrow, he'll, they'll, they'll, the other players on the team will notice, uh, how much he was hustling and how much he was working to the football guys. We're going to call it right here because it is 11 and, um, we've all, I've been going all night, um, last night, early morning this morning. Uh, we're going to turn around and do another Christmas day tomorrow type type situation with my in-laws. So my wife just sent me a note saying, oh, we're going to, we would like to maybe go early. Oh, great. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's always good. Yeah, that's always great. You know, it's like, why not? Why not? Why don't we just get an early start? <laughs> uh, so of course, you know, they, my whole family has been sleeping except for me and Kev. So we've got a long drive back to the Creek. So we're going to call it right here, but uh, JD, good to see you. Merry Christmas, Rye. Great to see you. Merry Christmas, Danny. Good to see you as well. Merry Christmas. Let's, uh, let's uh-huh. promote everybody's channel. Dan's got sport NorCal sports network and it's awesome. Uh, Danny's been doing huge work all week, shaming Farhan and bemoaning, um, uh, the giants getting kicked in the teeth. So um, there's a lot of good stuff there. Danny, is there anything you want to, uh, impart to us that are the giants close to, uh, adding anybody in the next, next few days, or is it, is it just done? <laughs> I'm afraid they're going to sign guys that I hope, they really don't, but uh, like who? I I don't really think. I think they're going to sign, try and sign Matt Chapman, which I think is a mistake. Not because I don't like Matt Chapman. I just think that Redundant. he's not going to significantly make them that much better. And you got Casey Schmidt, and why did you draft Casey Schmidt? So my my whole thing is is you know Farham was brought in to improve the minor league system, and you know, he was a second round draft pick. Don't you believe in the guy? He's only had half a year, basically. Why not, you know, give him a shot? Maybe he, you know, he's got as good of a glove possibly as as Chapman. 
And Chapman hit 240 last year after a sizzling start. So that tells me he declined for the rest of the year, and he is 31, and he's had hip surgery. So right. I don't know. I'd be in a rush to give him $150 million. Exactly. I just Schmidt don't think it's I don't think it's right there. worth the risk. So Danny, when do you go live again on, on North Tomorrow Sports night. Network? Go tomorrow night at 8 30. And okay. um, yeah, we'll be covering more more giants, more winter uh, free agent talk, see what see what's going on. But uh, I just want to make one last point with the Niners sure. uh, against the Rams. I think that game is gonna come down to them getting the one seed as uh JD said, and I think it's going to be the Rams needing that victory to get into the playoffs. And there's guys on that team <laughs> that still remember 21. So I think the Niners will be up for it, not just because they want the one seed, but they I think they'd love to knock the Rams out. Uh, Rye, West Coast Bias is your, is your channel. When, when do you go live again and, and tell us uh, uh, what you got cooking this week? Well... In Mexico right now, so nice. Well, where you know what you know what? Probably gonna go live. I'll probably go live tomorrow night. It's just are you uh, West Coast just, Mexico? Or are you uh, are you Gulf side Mexico? Cabo. Cabo. I, look at you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. But uh, yeah, probably gonna just be reviewing all the games. Damn, we still we got to do a State of the Warriors. That's all of a sudden as we keep pushing off the State Hans of the Warriors thing. Good, huh? It's starting to it's starting to look a little positive. I, I thought today's game was pretty solid, even though they lost. Uh, it's it's things are kind of looking good. I didn't think I'd be saying that right now about the Warriors. Pods, TJD, Kuminga. Yeah, those are the three young guys I kind of like. Mister Warrior himself, JD. What'd you think? Uh, what when will you be on the leader again next? When can we hear you and? Maybe you want to weigh in on Warriors Nuggets. Yeah, I, I thought everybody played pretty well except for Steph and Clay, unfortunately, offensively. And, you know, they, they couldn't hit shots. I don't know what the deal is with Steph Curry on Christmas. He came in averaging 15.3 points per game on Christmas, and he shoots 32% on Christmas. And today he was 7 to 21 and scored 18 points. Like he, for whatever reason, uh, maybe there's just too many other things going on. Maybe it's just coincidence, but Steph Curry has some of his worst games on Christmas. Uh, and he did again today, uh, shooting the basketball and, and Clay Thompson hit his first couple of shots and then was dreadful. I, I think he hit two or three right off the top and then ended up three of 12 and, and really everybody else actually played pretty well for the Warriors and the bench, Wiggins look good. Yeah. Wiggins came back and, and was the best player on the court for the Warriors. Yeah in the game today, but uh, too much Jokic. I know they were all pissed off about the foul calls. I know Steve Kerr kind of went in on the officials, which is something he really doesn't do. Jokic shot 18 free throws, including 10 in the third quarter. And it really kind of flipped the game uh, in favor of, of Denver with uh, a lot of the, the stoppages. So, but the Warriors are playing better five out of the last six, the lineup changes have worked. The young and old balance looks better. Kaminga's playing a lot better. Uh, than, than he has in, in quite some time. And so it's, yeah, I, I think I think things are turning around. They do have a pretty difficult schedule the next couple weeks. They play Denver again. They play Miami. They play Dallas, you know, Orlando. Like, there are some games coming up in the next – they'll be tested this week and, and next week. As far as when I'm going to be on, uh, I'm going to be on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, filling in on the morning show on KNBR. So I'm going to – so look for me and, and uh, Guy Haberman. 
is going to be joining me as well. Uh, the, the great guy Haberman is, uh, we'll be sitting in. So yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, as somebody in the, the comments had said, JD hasn't slept in, in 37 days. It's pretty close to that, but I am, I am taking tomorrow, uh, to, to, to chill out and, and, and relax a little bit. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that, but, uh, yeah, a lot going on and, uh, thrilled, thrilled, uh, to be on with you guys as well. Appreciate you having me. Merry Christmas to, to all of you. And Kev will give you final word. Uh, Kev, by the way, bought me a neon Krug show light for Christmas Sweet. that we have in the studio. And it's just really cool looking. I, I mean, I can't show it right, right now, but it's really, really cool looking. Kev, you want to throw anything on the ch about, about the channel? We're at 32,308 subs. Um, anything you want to mention here before we uh, bolt for the door? Uh, 49ers wake up tomorrow at 8 a.m. I'm making that the thumb right now. So. Check that out tomorrow morning. We'll have some good content out, some some reels, false on Instagram. Check out the podcast audio. Um, check all the links in the description. Thanks to Kev for over 3 million views of uh, Krug Show content in the last four weeks alone. All right, guys. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, Rye, don't party too much in Mexico. JD, get some sleep. Danny, keep ripping. Uh, Kev, we'll see you in a matter of minutes. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to our sponsors, New York Style Italian Sausage, Marin Autoglass, Mojo Fantasy, and Underdog Fantasy, as well as the title sponsor of the Krug Show, Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. And thanks to all you guys. Have a great uh, holiday uh, couple days and great new year. And until next time, tune in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on the Krug Show for for uh, Niners wake up as we'll break this thing down a little bit more uh, tomorrow morning uh, before I bolt to the in-laws for a scintillating uh, day after Christmas breakdown of uh, a family fun. So hey, you should get there a little early tomorrow, Larry. What do you, what do you say? Yeah, we're thinking about leaving a little early. Uh, you know, I know it's been a long day and we're all sleeping right now and you guys have a two and a half hour drive, but we're thinking about maybe a little tad early. <laughs> Thanks to everybody. Yeah. yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. Careful, whatever you bring.